Have your Bible turn to Mark chapter 5. I tell you what, special singing is a blessing, and it's even bigger, bless, bigger blessing when it's your own. Kind of a little partial, sorry. Mark chapter number 5. I didn't know they were going to be singing that. I'm going to be preaching about a man who knows all about that. Mark chapter 5, probably one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Favorite chapter in the Bible to preach out of. Mark chapter 5, we're going to read several verses, starting at verse number 1. The Bible says in verse, Mark chapter 5, verse number 1, And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadareans. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Verse 4, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And verse 5, and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with the stones. Verse number 6, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him, verse 7, and cried with a loud, loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I adjure you, uh, thee by God, that thou torment me not. Verse 8, for he said unto him, Come out of the man, the unclean spirit. Verse 9, and he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that we would uh, not send them away out of the country. Now there was not, uh, let's get down here uh, to verse number uh, 15. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil. And they had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. In verse 16 it says, And they saw it and told them how it befell to him uh, that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. A couple more verses. Stay with me. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And then when he was coming to the uh, ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. I want to read verse number 3 and 4 again. The Bible says in Mark 5 verse 3, Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, or no, or not with chains. Because he'd often been bound with fetters. I want to preach for a little bit on being bound up. The Bible said that he was bound up. I want to preach on being bound up. Now, Mark chapter 5, there's three important people that was healed. And we see here in Mark 5 verse 16, the Bible says, And they saw it, told them how it befelt him, that he was possessed with the devil. So we're going to look at a man that's been possessed with the devil. If you look at Mark 5, verse number 23, here's another one. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of the death. So here's a man that's been possessed with the devil. And here's a little girl. The Bible says she was at the point of death. And there's one more here. Look at Mark 5, verse 29. There's a woman here. In Mark chapter 5, verse number 29, the Bible says here, uh, and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. 
This woman had a disease. You see, I don't care if it's the devil. I don't care if it's death. I don't care if it's disease. God wants to set you. He wants to get you where you're not bound up. Yeah. You say, well, I, I'm here and I've got a bad trouble with the devil. That's good news because Jesus came to set you free. Right. You see, in Mark 5, there's a man that was healed. In Mark 5, there's a little child. We've got a lot of young kids here. There's a little child that was healed. But also this, uh, I'll say this, there was a family. Look at Mark uh, chapter 5, verse number 19. And he says, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but say to him, Go home to thy friends. You see, go home to thy friends. So I don't care what you're going through or not, Jesus has come to set you free. Yeah. If you'll study the book of Mark chapter 5, you'll find out that Jesus helps all areas of life. Young people, old people, families, God wants to put you back together again. Yeah. I will say this, uh, but we're preaching on Mark 5 or 3 or 4, being bound up. Being bound up. You know what the, uh, Mark 5 reminds me of? That there is a hope. There's a hope. I don't care what you're going through. Jesus has come to give you a hope. Right. You say, I'm going through a bad situation. I'm telling you, my friends, Jesus came to give you hope. Yeah. Uh, look here in verse number three again. The Bible says, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man uh, could bind him, no, not with chains. I want to look here. Uh, you know what the devil wants to do in your life? He wants to take your life and to bind your life up. You say, if you're here and you're young, the devil wants to take your life and he wants to bind it up. That way you can't do nothing but serve him. To be bound, it means to be tied. Uh, it means to be bound to his or her family. You know why some people can't serve the Lord? Because they're bound by their friends and uh, their family. Uh, it means to be bound by the terms of a contract. And you know, you know what a contractor do and, and these big businesses, they'll write out this contract and they say, we're going to go right by this contract and when you sign that thing, you're in for it. You're bound by their terms and their conditions. I'm here to tell you, the devil, he wants to take your life and he wants to bind it up. Like this man here, Mark uh, chapter number 5. Uh, uh, the, the word bound, it means something that limits or confines you to a certain area. It means to fasten or with a band or bond. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be bound up tonight. I want to be free and to move and do what God wants me to do. But you know what the devil will try to do in my life, even though I'm saved? He'll try to get me. He'll try to bind my, he'll try to confine me where I cannot serve the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. You know what? Uh, I'm telling you, we're living in, in bad times. I'm talking about evil, wicked times. And there's never been a time in my life where I, where I see so much bondage with young people, old people. The devil wants to bind us. I want to look number one on the man in charge of this bondage. Look here in verse number 16 of Mark chapter 5. Bible says in verse 16, and they saw it, uh, told them uh, how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil. We see here that the devil is in charge of this bondage. 
The devil is in charge of this bondage. Now the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, and it says in no, in mar no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Right. You know what the devil is? He's in charge of all of the bondage going on in your life. Amen. You say, well, I, I messed my life up. But ultimately, the devil is in charge of you being bound up. I want to say this. You know what he wants to do? He wants to come and control your life. He wants to control your life, and then when it's all said and done, to drag you to a devil's hell. The devil is the one in charge of this bondage. I want to say this. The devil, he cares not one single thing about your life. You read here this, this maniac in Gadara, not one time that the devil ever did anything good for this man. But you know what he did? He had his whole life bound up. You read this story of this man, and it's sad. And I see people in the world, it's sad. The devil has twisted their lives and got them held in bondage. Uh, you know what the devil, he'll cause you to do bad things. If you read 2 Samuel chapter 13, uh, David's son, he had a son named Amnon. You know what David's son Amnon did? He did something very bad with his sister. If you read that account, when he gets done with her, they want, he wanted nothing to do with her. You know what the devil will do? He'll try to bind your life, and he'll try to get you in this bad situation, and when it's all said and done, he don't want nothing to do with you. He'll take your life and destroy it, and he'll throw you away, and ultimately drag you to a devil's hell. We're preaching on right now the man in charge of this bondage. The devil wants to destroy your life. I want to say this. He's a cruel master. Look at Exodus chapter number 1. The devil's cruel. <clears throat> the devil's cruel. Look at Exodus chapter number 1. We're going to read verse number 14. The man in charge of the bondage. The Bible says in Exodus 1 verse 14, and it said they made their lives bitter with hard bondage. You know what the Bible said? The Bible said the way of a transgressor is hard. You look at somebody who's living in sin, they've got a hard life. I've got a brother that's been in prison for 10 years now. The Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard. The devil will get you, uh, he'll throw all, the, all these great things in your life, and he'll, he'll get you in bondage and destroy your life. In Exodus 1 verse 14, And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, and mortar and in brick and all manner of service in the field. And all their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. They was in bondage. Look at Exodus chapter number 6. And verse number 9. Now here are these people in, uh, in bondage. And Moses is going to try to get them out. Look at Exodus 6. Look at verse number 9. And Moses spake uh, so unto the children of Israel... But they hearkened not unto Moses for anguish, watch this, a spirit and of, of cruel bondage. You know what the devil has had these, the children of Israel? He's had them in bondage. The man in charge is the low down, a stinking devil. And I want to say this. You know what he'll do? He'll give you a $5 raise and offer you double time on Sundays. You say, man, I've got it made. But the whole time... He's binding you down where you can't serve the Lord. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, 
For God is not the author of confusion. And you know what the devil wants to do in your life? He wants to get you so confused where you don't know which way he's going. And you know what's going to happen? You, eventually you're going to head down that wrong road. Right. The Bible says the devil is the author of confusion. I want to ask you now, are you bound up? Is your life bound by the devil? Are you serving the Lord with all your might? If not, the devil is trying to bind your life. Number one, the man in charge of the bondage. But number two, I want to look at the marks of being bound up. Look back in our text here, Mark chapter 5. The marks of being bound up. Look at Mark chapter 5, look at verse number 3. Look at verse number 2. The Bible says in Mark 5, 2, And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Now, you know uh, something about an unclean spirit? You can see it. Uh, you go to the mall and you'll see unclean spirits. I remember when the kids were little, we was up around uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and we was going to the mall. And I'm not kidding This I don't know. Maybe it's transgender. But this thing had, had green hair spiked up to here. And there was chains going from here to here. And he was all black. You know what that is? That's an unclean spirit. Amen. The, I'm talking about the, the marks of being bound up. You know what the devil had him? He had his whole life bound up. He had an unclean spirit. Now here it says this man had an unclean spirit. You see, if you look up the word unclean in the, in the dictionary, you'll find this picture of this boy. He's got spot green hair and he's got all, he's trashy looking. That's unclean spirit. I, I'm kind of joking. Y'all kind of help me out here. Stay with me here. And, and uh, you know what it is? It's an unclean spirit. You know what we have today in the world? Unclean spirits. And, and this man was bound up. He had unclean spirits. He was marked of bondage. Now I want to say this. Number one, it shows on you. When you're living an unclean life, it shows all over you. Amen. I've got people that are saved. I believe they're saved, but they've got away from the Lord. You know what it does? It shows on them. I'm talking about the marks of being bound up. Look here at verse number three. The Bible says, who had his dwelling among the tombs. That's the graveyard. Now, I want to say this. I have no desire to go to the graveyard. I, I go to see loved ones, but uh, I'm saved. I'm sealed. I have no, I don't want to go to the tombs at night. Uh, I'm not walking out here in this graveyard at night. But you know what this man was doing? He was living amongst the tombs. He had an unclean spirit. Number one, it shows on you. And number two, it's seen by everyone. If the devil gets your life bound up, everybody's uh, going to know it. I want to say this, uh, the places you go, it says amongst the tombs. Now, verse number 19, Jesus told him, he said, go home. You know where he wasn't before? He wasn't at home. The devil had his life so bound up, he couldn't even be with his family. You know what God wants? God wants your family together. You know what the devil will do? He'll bind your life up. And you don't have it. He'll separate you from the one that you love. Why? Because of bondage. Now I will say this. You know what the marks of bondage will do? It'll scar you for life. The Bible says in, in verse number four, <clears throat> because he'd often been bound with fetters and chains. And look here in, in verse number five. 
And always night and day he was in the mountains in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. You know what he's doing? He's cutting himself with stones. I'll say this, it'll scar you for life. Right. You get bound up by the devil, you'll be scarred for life. He'll take some pretty young girl and it'll destroy their life. You know what? They'll be marked for life. He'll take some young boy that wants to serve the Lord and dress right and look right and get you bound up. Before you know it, your life is marked and scarred forever. Right. I'll say this, uh, the marks of being bound up, you know what it's going to do? It's going to bring you shame. You look at this man's life and you see shame, you see shame, you see shame. That's the low-down devil trying to ruin uh, people's lives. Right. I want to say this, uh, you, uh, you might be saved, the devil's got your life bound up. I'm telling you, God has come to set you free. Right. I want to say this, the people you run with, the Bible says, uh, be not mocked, evil communication corrupts good manners. Right. I don't care if you're saved. God wants to get you some worldly friends. And before you know it, you'll be uh, headed out of church. The man in charge of bondage. The marks of being uh, bound up. Number three, I want to look at what mankind does with this bondage. Look at Mark chapter 5 and verse number 3. The Bible said, Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and watch this, and no man could bind him. You know what man's nature wants to do is to try to help people. I see people's lives are mess, and I, I want to help them out. But you know what it is? It said no man could bind him. I'm telling you, man is trying to fix this man and trying to help this man, and they couldn't do it. Mankind cannot help uh, this man's problems. He needs something uh, far uh, greater than that. You think about Adam and Eve, you know what happened when they got in trouble with sin? The Bible said they began to sow uh, figs you know what they were doing? They were trying to fix themselves. And you know what I was doing before I got saved? I was going to church. I was trying to straighten my life up. You know what happened? I needed something far better than that. I'm, I'm telling you here, mankind can't uh, fix uh, their problems. The Bible says in verse number 4, because he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. And the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. Mankind cannot fix uh, your uh, bondage. Right. You know what you do? You try to dress them up and try to make them straighten up and do right. They're going to go back to the, their, their, the Bible says the swine will return to his vomit. Right. I'm telling you, mankind can't fix this man's problem. But I will look at number four. Uh, look at Mark chapter number four, verse 35. We've seen the man in charge of bondage. We've seen the marks of being bound up. We've seen what mankind uh, can do to this man in bondage, and that's nothing. But number four, I want to look at the mercy that God showed this man that was bound up. Look at uh, Mark chapter number four. One of my favorite verses right here. Mark chapter four, look at verse number 35. And the Bible says, In the same day, when the evening was come, he saith unto them, his disciples, let us pass over unto the other side. You know what Jesus knew? Jesus knew on the other side, there's a man that the devil had him bound up. He had his life messed up and nobody wanted to be with him. But Jesus said, hey, we need to go over there. There's a man that needs help. I'm going to fix his problems. 
You see, this man didn't know it, but mercy was coming his way. And I remember when I was lost and headed for hell, I didn't go to church to get saved, but I, you know what happened? Mercy was on its way. And Jesus said, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to fix what no man can fix. I'm going to save this man and get him a free from bondage. I want to say this. You know what God wants to do tonight? God wants to show you mercy tonight. You might be here and you might look good, but the devil might have your life all bound up. Jesus wants to show you mercy tonight. And I will say by this, a man by the name of Billy Kelly. Most of you probably know him. You can, uh, you can hear his last testimony on YouTube. But they said Billy Kelly, the night he got saved, said he was dog drunk. And he was passed out. And there were some guys who was witnessing. And they come by and they gave Billy Kelly some tracks. And uh, they said, Billy Kelly, you need the Lord. And uh, they all laughed about it. And he said, I tell you what, he said, if you can get my girlfriend to go to church, I'll go. And you know what did? Uh, they got Billy Kelly to go, and they said he was up there listening to that preacher somewhere in East Tennessee, and said he was still trying to, to get sobered up, and uh, he said he didn't remember what the man preached. But he said the invitation come, he said that big choir got up there and sang, and that, that choir sang and said, you need joy, 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 real joy. And he said, I, he said, I started to sober up, and he said, that's what I need. I need joy. And he said, there was a football player. And they said, uh, he said, Kelly, he said, you need to get saved. And he said, where would you go if you died right now? And Billy Kelly told him, he said, I'd go the same hill you're going to because I was with you last night. And that football player said, that might be right, but I got saved last night. You know what happened? Uh, Billy Kelly said, uh, that preacher said, if you'll take the first step, God will take the rest. And he said he, he said he put his foot like out this, and he said he made a step, and before he got to that altar, he was running a dead sprint. You know what did? God saved his life. Amen. That man was bound up with the devil. He was bound up, but God came, and he set him free. I'm talking about the mercy of God when you're bound up. Uh, uh, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're coming close. Stay with me. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. God wants to show you mercy tonight and to get you out of this bondage. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. Look here at verse number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. If I can get these contacts to focus. 1 Corinthians chapter number 6. Look here at verse number 9. Know ye not that the unrighteousness shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, watch these things. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Look at verse 10. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And watch this one I'm after, verse number 11. And such were some of you. You know what some of you was before you got saved? You were some of these things right here. But you know what God did? God came and showed mercy on your life. Uh, I'm preaching on being bound up. Lastly, coming to close, I want to look at the message of the man who's in bondage. Look back at our text. Mark chapter 5. What kind of message did Jesus give this man that he healed? Look at Mark chapter number 5. Look here at verse number 19. The Bible says, uh, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath compassion on thee. 
You know what God wants to do in your life tonight? He wants to set you free. You might be saved and you're off in some kind of sin. Jesus wants to set you free. I tell you what we're going to do. We're just going to, we're going to close with a word of prayer. It's Wednesday night. Uh, there's, there's some that's not here. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to close. And as you go home tonight, I want you to think about this. Ask yourself, am I in bondage? Am I serving the Lord like I need to be serving Him? Ask yourself, am I saved? If you're not saved, the devil's he's got your life in bondage. If you're not saved, you can get with Brother David, uh, Brother Mike, any of these men, uh, uh, women, girls. If you're not saved, get with somebody. Jesus wants to set you free.